0: Got 25 to 75 people in your company? Check out KnowYourCompany.com, software that helps companies like Airbnb know their company better. It is the Chicago First podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Jaima Black, welcome to Chicago. Haima Black, live from Virgin Hotels on Dynasty Podcasts, uh, We're here for another week. Shout out, Virgin Hotels. Thank you so much for hosting us. Uh, we've been here for a few months, and it's been incredible to use the space here on the second floor of the Commons Club. So shout out, Virgin Hotels. Uh, behind the boards tonight, Ingrid Legends, Dynasty Podcast, Living Legend. She's been on the podcast now about three years. So shout out to Ingrid for keeping the audio and visual running. Uh, tonight we have an awesome show. We have Dot coming up. Uh, brent butcher and rich jones but we're starting out with alex ructor man how are you doing good man how are you doing i'm good man like so this is always easy i feel like talking to you because you well not, on tonight. A, not tonight not tonight no you, you raised Watch, so <laughs> you raised the i'm keeping track standard man. yeah you better bring it man all right so but, many interviews we've done i know so. <clears throat> no but you know i love always having like having you on the podcast and talking to you um and you, you've you been so good to do it so many times. So thank you for coming on.
1: Oh, man, thanks. It's always a pleasure. I'm glad
0: you keep wanting me uh, to come back. I'm glad. I'm, I'm hoping I don't get beat up tonight.
1: <laughs> no, I didn't. I never threatened to beat you up. I said, right. muff, give you, you know, muff you. Sure. You know, I don't think it <laughs> could cause physical injury. All right. More be like mentally, emotionally, it may take a little oh. bit of time to recover, but
0: we'll see. Too late for that. <laughs> um. But man, like, so here's the thing, like. You had such a big year in 2016 with Closed Sessions, which I think most people know. If you're watching this podcast, you probably know what Closed Sessions is, Uh, but I'll let you explain Closed Sessions just in case anybody doesn't, even though I know everyone does.
1: Um, Sure, man. I mean, I think in simplest terms, Closed Sessions uh, is an incubator of Chicago hip-hop from artists to all kind of creative designers, photographers, videographers. We're just a hub of... uh, man, cool things, creative things, um, mm-hmm. and we function as, like, a management, distribution, hybrid record label,
0: whatever that means, in uh, 2017. Well, and you know this, and we'll talk about the teaching thing, but, like, you know this right. as well as anyone from both doing it and from teaching, you got to do more than one thing now. You can't just be like, oh, we're just, we're just the record label. Right. Like, I get the feeling that whatever your artists need, you're like, let's do it.
1: Right, But and I think, I mean, I think that is... Uh, what a good record label does. Um, it's a multifaceted business to be in, and it's a multifaceted thing. Um, and I feel where our success has come has been from being able to change and not being like really stuck in one um, way of doing things. But at the core, everybody involved, from myself, Mike, my partner Mike Kolar, to all the artists. Are All all share
0: the same vision and the same goal. We're all moving in the same direction. Well, yeah, that's something that I think it's really easy to see with closed sessions. It's very noticeable is that you guys are a unit. Like when you see closed sessions, events, photos, like all these things, it's all of you guys. You're you're a team, like in the sense that like, I would say like a football or basketball (laughs) team is. You know what I mean? Like, because it's a core group. It's not just like, oh, yeah, 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 that's our like, that's our DJ. We don't see him ever.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, I think, and that just comes from the spirit of seeing Def Jam or, or Ruckus or um, Stone's Throw labels like that, that it's not like just a label and I'm sitting in an office and now, now we're putting out this music and then the next thing and next thing. It's like we're uh, you know, a hub or a yeah. thing and, and the best labels, the one we've looked up to didn't just put out music, but they serve to... Um, have a place in a, a certain time and location and come to symbolize almost a sound. And I think um, that's the model we wanted to build. And, and, and it comes, too, from just me being a DJ and a, a journalist for so long and Mike being an engineer, um, really
0: in the scene. So it's like we're just well, part yeah. of it. And I think you guys can speak to the artist side and the industry side and even <clears throat> for you, the educator side. So you're like you're kind of living on all... Besides that, because you do DJ, so you know what it's like to be a musician. I'm sure there were times where, like, you may not have been as appreciated as you could have been, which I think a lot of musicians go through. And then you're on the label side where you know what goes into that side of it. And then you're telling students how this whole process works from being on both ends. Like, let's talk about the teaching thing. Because you teach at Columbia College. You are a full-time instructor, lecturer there. Um, Talk about that role. Because you've been doing it for a few years now. Like... And I know, I'm going to let you answer here, but I know that so many students, they look forward to taking your classes. After they take your class, they speak so highly of it. Like, how has that been for you, and what are you, you know, bringing to these classes right now?
1: Um, I mean, I think my, my philosophy with, with teaching at Columbia is uh, that I'm I'm pretty much teaching people that if they're really good, I'm going to be working with them mm-hmm. at some point. So it's not like me teaching teaching kids and I may never see them again that is true for some of them because there's just so many but I'm I'm, I'm looking at it like I'm going into a room and I'm teaching uh, people I'm going to work with one day and I want them to like me so when they have a job <laughs> better than mine I could get a favor yeah uh, down the road but no I mean I love it um, and I get just as much out of teaching the kids especially being in the field that I'm in you know I'm face to face with a very very key demographic and a, a key like a lot the the columbia music business student is pretty much that's who's informing the, the, the Quakeu fan right the boathouse fan yeah. they're like they're like the the people i need to know what we're doing so it's yeah. great to like be able to collaborate that you know teaching is a kind of collaborative sport i'd say
0: uh, i think 100 percent i mean i was talking to saba the other day yeah saba, saba at an event and and i didn't know this it's not like something you like bring up but he was like he was talking about when he took your class as a student. And I was like, yeah, dude, yeah. I had no idea Saba, like, was a student of yours at one yeah. time. But I think that is how you have to approach, especially at a place like Columbia. You got to figure, like, there's a good chance that X amount of those students are either going to be, like, your peers, your collaborators, maybe even, like, your boss.
1: Yeah. So. I, don't, I hope they'll never be my boss. That'd be, <laughs> that almost be sad for me. But, you know, like, maybe. these kids but now no, are yeah. just, like, moving up no, so quickly on things. Saba... Yeah, Saba took my uh that was back I was teaching a class called internet business and Saba took the class and then um this was before he put out any his first mixtape or anything so we he would then uh Kind of after class, we talk about putting his, his mixtape out through Ruby Hornet. And actually had um, wow, Thelonious Martin in the class. Lily Kay was one of my students. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott Englert, I know you Scott know Scott Englert,
0: yeah, from Grammy U, uh, and he's but, working with Sir the Baptist. Uh,
1: Sahar. Sahar from, uh, yeah, Probably from more that I can't think of now. I actually had, there's a picture uh, from, I think, either 2012 or two, maybe even fall 2011 of um, uh, Pat. And chance mm-hmm. were speaking in the class. I brought them in, and then here is Saba as a
0: student in the in the class. Dude, that's legendary though. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So so you've like th- <clears throat> let's ask this. Since you've been on so many of these so many of the sides of these different roles now, and obviously right now, like hip hop in Chicago, I don't have to tell you what it means, but it didn't always mean this. Even when you and I first met each other when we did our first interview at South by, like hip hop was kind of like this cool underground thing in Chicago that a handful of people were really plugged into. was not like it is now. How does it feel to see that transformation and to like, see this thing that you were very early on now become something where like, you know, chances at the Grammys and, and like all these things now are like, it's a phenomenon.
1: Yeah. You know, I don't know. That's, that's an interesting question. Um, I mean, seeing that was amazing in itself and really awesome. But, uh, Man, when you just said that, like, Chicago hip-hop doesn't mean now what it meant before. I don't know why, but I just kind of thought, like, it just brought me back to when I was in high school, going to Dr. Wax every week and picking up music by, like, Typical Cats or Taiwan Davis, and I don't know, it always has kind of meant this to me, it's like a rawness, a proving your skill, and I've, I've been, like, wanting to show how dope I was since I was... You know, a teenager mm-hmm. and that's why I got into writing or DJing and any of this I think now the world is catching on to um, I think a, a creativity and a spark that has been there since I can remember it just was so pocketed because no one really knew about each other so like when yeah. I was growing up in I'd park without necessarily the internet I think you just didn't know what was really happening in another sure. hip hop scene or pocket and it would, the mentality was like what we're doing over here is definitely the sh- the real Chicago hip hop. I don't even know what you're doing over there, but that's not the real thing. And then every pocket it was, it was is separated. thinking the same, thinking the same stuff. And I think with the with the um, last eight years now, nine years, like oh eight, oh seven, oh eight, that yeah, yeah. kind of frame and the the blog started. Um, everyone was kind of able to see what each other were doing, and then p- coupled that up with the parties and events and all this stuff is like. The scene became kind of a lot, a lot um, more connected and kind of a lot smaller. And we, you could just see. And then there was also more of a voice out. And then now it's just like the most popular thing. Ever.
0: Well, and I think a lot of students now too, like they take for granted that it's just like a given that if they start like a hip hop blog, a hip hop party series, whatever, like that there's just a built-in audience. But like yeah. even a decade ago, that was not going to be the case. Yeah, I it was mean, a they, niche specialty. Yeah, they, they, yeah.
1: they. They could think that, but it's not, it's not the case, you know, like, and I'm just being honest. It, it looks very easy to duplicate mm-hmm. because you can kind of see like, okay, the party, the blog, the party, the studio, the label. Right. And the circuit. And I remember when we were doing the actual, like the the first closed session stuff with the, the bringing the artist in and running You're that doing little the, it circuit. It was a documentary series. Yeah. Yeah. Doing that circuit. So many people were like, I'm about to do one of those things too. Are you worried about me? And I'm like, man, if you could do it, great. This shit's hard. <laughs> like, like it's if it was so easy, it everyone, was easy. Everyone, like, yeah. everyone would be doing it. So it looks and they'd be doing it, it for easy. like ten years. Yeah, to be it's, doing it for ten years. I me and um, you know, I, my generation is kind of getting is getting older, and right. now there's a whole new younger people doing it, really dope, very right. very well. Um, but so, you know, so many people have. Come and gone in the time
0: that I've just still been going. Well, you and so. Kolar are lifers, and let's talk about Kolar for a second. Mike Kolar, Chicago <laughs> legend. Like, what's it like working with him? Because you've been working with him for a very long time, and, and he's he's a man of the people. And and you say Mike Kolar, and anybody who's doing Chicago music, <clears throat> they know who that is. So, like, you know, what is it about the pair, the two of you, that work so well together? Um, I think
1: just really wanting it like no one. I think when I look at Mike it's like he doesn't want it we both want to win at the same level right. and we do complementary things I can't do what Mike is doing because I don't that's not my skill set he doesn't he can't do what I'm doing and so we're not in each other's way and we um, 2010 um, rented this mansion in Austin Texas and did this crazy album with, like, 20 different artists. I was booking, mm-hmm. trying to get people. Slept on an air mattress with my phone all week. And, like, after that, and then Mike was in the house recording 24 hours a day <laughs> on the verge of, like, a nervous breakdown. And then after <laughs> that experience, we were just like, okay, you can hang. Like, we both were like,
0: you, you can we're hang. We're both stubborn enough to actually do this. Yeah. And, yeah. um,
1: you know, it's something Something Raekwon told me that always sticks in my mind with... What, what, what you're saying is like, he's just like, you only fall off when you stop. People ask him like, why haven't you fallen off? He's like, yo, I've never stopped. When you stop, that, that's when you fall off. So I'm it am like my, a week. Like you sat for like a week yeah. and people are like,
0: whatever happened, so out, what's his name?
1: I'm on the mentality of like, I'm just don't, I, we just can't. So that's, no. that goes yeah. back to the question like why we're such a crew or unit. It's like, we are on the mentality of
0: we cannot stop. No. No one is going to stop. And all eyes are on Chicago right now. Now, you know, I think what I was starting to ask about at the beginning, but there's so many things to cover. Is like, 2016 was a huge year for you and the team and closed sessions professionally. Uh, there were Forbes write-ups. There was Chicago Tribune. What was it like? Chicagoan of the year kind of thing. It was Chicagoans of the year. Yeah. It's like, how does that feel? Because, you know, like we're talking about. You've been doing this for so long. And. I think closed sessions and, and the work you and Mike are doing was overdue for recognition. So how does it feel to finally kind of have some of those victories? Um man, it felt awesome. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie.
1: And if because because you know going back to what you had talking about Chicago hip hop, man, like being recognized in Chicago and the, the Chicago Tribune and Chicago of the Year kind of like makes a very really big deal. We wanna impact our city. But um, I feel like after a week or two, no one really cares about that. And now it's just kind of like the pressure's on to have a better 2017. And I feel that that's the main thing it did is kind of just like, man, we have to to do something better than that. And that was hard as hell. So now we're like really the pressure is super on that's that's it's kind of like
0: thank you greg Cott, for putting this big stress on to me that's the catch 22 <laughs> we uh the last dynasty panel we did like i've been in the panels for like five years and we had like 3200 rcps we packed two floors of chicago athletic association and it was an incredible feeling and then like two days later you're like we got to keep this going like how do we how do we carry the momentum so yeah, yeah it's a catch catch 22 um What's on deck for Closed Sessions? You, the artists, like Quaku, Boathouse, Jamila, everybody who's doing amazing work. What's on deck for 2017? Um Man,
1: well, one thing that we're really, I think, really excited about and, and the, the biggest, definitely the biggest party that that we've taken on. You know, I started doing DJ. This this whole Closed Sessions thing started as a monthly residency that I was bringing these artists to and then going to the studio at, like, Lava Lounge, which could fit maybe 120 people at the most. Right. So, we're doing um, <clears throat> the first closed sessions party ever at the Metro March 24th. I've I never done that. a show at the Metro really. Um, so that's going to be incredible. All the artists are performing. So that's like the biggest thing on our on our plate. But then also starting this week and every week through that, I mean, for the foreseeable future, will be. New music. Um, Webster X is putting a new, a new single and announcing his debut album on Tuesday. Um, Kwaku has a new project that's pretty much done. He's about to put out some new stuff. Boathouse has a new project he did. Have you heard of a band called Brother Star Race? Have you heard of them? I don't think so. They broke up. They're dope. But the lead singer in Boathouse made an EP called Feel the Love. Jamila is torn like heavy. We have something... I can't even talk about it, but we have something... Um, Something pretty cool and big, and another new thing that we've never done, uh, happening with Jamila and Heaven, um, pretty soon. That will be that will be there, and then Odd Couple uh, yeah. has a whole new setup he's working on. So it's just going to be. Oh, and then Kip Stone just spent a week sleeping in our studio. Every day he recorded 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. and then just slept the rest of the time. So he's gonna yeah. So you got stuff on back, man. I'm um, coming back to DJing. and more having about to about to. metro is going to be special, man. And you're teaching full time. Yeah, I teach full time. Are you you're just not you're not sleeping though, right? I sleep, man, 8 hours. Really? I'm all about going to bed at like 11 and getting up at 6. I don't know why why do you need to stay up till 2? I don't know. I'm just I feel attacked I'm not right ashamed now. to make it. I'm not I'm not ashamed about. I try to sleep. No, After that's good. 10, you don't I don't need to really take calls. No. Important stuff I'll do, but 10 to 6,
0: great, great, like, sleeping hours. Yeah, that's what that's what normal people do. Um, dude, you're killing it. Close Sessions is killing it. The roster's killing it. Mike Kolar's killing it. You guys are putting on for Chicago, and you've been putting on for Chicago for so long now on so many platforms and levels and sides. So, like, you know I always appreciate when you come up and, and really bring some great insight to the podcast, man. Thank you for always doing it.
1: Man, thank you, Hamlet. Like, Everything you just said to me can be said oh. back to you. Um, I feel like John Goodman on Saturday Night Live, how many times I've come back to be on the <laughs> you, podcast. You I'm Alex, like the Alec Baldwin of the uh, Yeah, you and of Andrew the podcast.
0: Barber. I <laughs> like the Steve Martin and, and yeah, like Alec Baldwin of, of Dynasty Podcast. And you know what? I got to give it to you and Andrew. It's like you guys, every time I send that email or I, I send that call, you guys Sorry. pick up and you say yes, and I'm, eternally grateful for that so thank you man that's what's up absolutely man keep up the good work i and, know we'll be uh, talking to your artists all year
1: you know congratulations to you for a good interview and avoiding the muff i'm not gonna
0: man the pressure was on the
1: pressure was on you rose to it Sweat man beads. Th- thank you thank you hi man dude
0: absolutely you're welcome to hang out here um I'll kick it for a little i would love to hear what femdot rich and brent are oh talking my god we're gonna kill night and then yeah whoever <laughs> wants to come on next so alex fructor man thank you so much thank you You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcast. Find more Dynasty Podcast at DynastyPodcast.com For the Dynamic
1: Dynasty, Dynasty Descend.